Fratelloni's uh, Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 834, April 20th, 2022. There's some marijuana significance to this date. Hey, 420, uh, man. Uh, yeah. Don't ask me. 83 degrees was the high on this day in 1980. Speaking of Cypress Hill. And it was 21 degrees in 2013, <laughs> and we have ice outs. Minnetonka went out on this day in 1936 and 1957, and White Bear joined Minnetonka uh, ice out on this day uh, in also in 1957. And longtime White Bear Lake resident Mike Pirano emailed me, the ice went out on White Bear early this morning of April 20th, today. With the heavy wind finishing the last of the ice, sending it crashing on the Matamita shore from Wildwood Bay, docks are already going in and boats are coming out really? of storage. So let me add that. That's ice out today on White Bear, 20, uh, 2022. Ice out on White Bear. These were brought to you, of course, by Aquaside. I know for a fact because Aquaside's a White Bear Lake company. There's a video of you on White Bear with yeah, Aquaside. That, that many White Bear Lake homeowners use Aquaside to keep their beaches free of weeds and algae. Aquaside has been helping people maintain nice lake shores for more than 60 years with a complete line of lake and pond control products. Aquaside products are easy to use and they work quickly. They're registered with the EPA and DNR, so you ain't throwing no vile stuff into the lake. This is the real deal, and it cleans up the weeds, and it cleans up the algae, and there's no need to let weeds overtake your lake or pond. Call Aquaside. They'll help you identify your weed problem and make sure your place looks great all summer long. Call Aquaside at 1-800-328-9350. It's easy to order, and they normally ship the same day. Or go to Aquaside.com. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I have today's Byron Buxton update. Boy, getting to it right away. (laughs) Remember, he felt a tingle in his knee last Friday in Boston. Uh, where is it? Oh. Manager Baldelli said center fielder Byron Buxton, who hurt his knee in the Boston series, will partake in some on-field activities and start swinging again while in Kansas City. That's today's Byron Buxton update. Brought to Boy. you by. Uh, he is precious, isn't he? Made out of balsa wood. Is, is there a specific reason... Because I'm curious why you are so obsessed with this story. Uh, because to me, it perfectly depicts what the modern game has become, and it's in, and it makes you sad. Well, baseball angry. baseball's traditional fans are probably not 25 year olds. That's accurate. Okay, so they're losing <laughs> the likes. Of, they're losing the likes of me. The 25 year olds probably don't think twice about this. No. They probably think this is a normal way to act. Coach, I got a tingle. Yeah. You gotta let Doesn't him have some. Sound sh- like huh? a Baldelli thing, though. Like, I don't because know. Byron keeps saying, "I'm I'm good. I I, I can go." And, and then Baldelli says, "Oh, we gotta we gotta work him out." We yeah, because Baldelli's never playing today's game. He's worried about a two set game series in July. Sure would be. Nice. By the way, I'd like to have Byron with me. What what is his history? I don't remember him as a player. Uh, he was Baldelli? a top recruit. Uh, I think he was even the number one overall pick by the Rays. 
he was a he was a well regarded prospect, but then just battled injuries, which is I think a part yeah. of of this. He he had what one or two really good years, and then got so hurt all the constantly. A, a, a yep. failed player gets to be a manager. He wasn't really a failed player. He was oh. really a pretty talented. He just oh. couldn't. He, he couldn't just couldn't keep stay healthy. Together. All right, but okay. not to turn this into a sports show, Kenny. A lot of the managers are catchers who basically were journeymen and yeah. are quite well, good managers. Look at Tom Kelly. Yeah, look at Tom Kelly. Perfect example. Gardy was the same. I think I don't think Gardy ever made it. Did to the he manage? Oh yeah, he in, did. In the, he, was with the Mets. he did. Okay. Did yep. he manage in the minors? Was he like a third base coach? How did he work his way into managing? He was a he bench, a bench coach, coach for the Rays yeah. for a number of years. Worked in their front office, um, and then the Twins hired him as their manager. All right, I've lost interest. <laughs> <laughs> the man formerly known as Sanibel Jim. They had to sell the. They sold oh no! Up. They sold oh. the place in Florida. Oh wow! Oh, so he can't rub it in in January every year when he emails us. <laughs> but I, I still refer to him as Sanibel Jim. He copied me on an investment letter he gets called the Morning Brew. He calls it a dandy investment letter, and the uh, the information in this one is absolutely astounding. Uh, there's going to be an electric vehicle battery shortage. Uh, R.J. Skurin, CEO of EV startup Rivian, told reporters on a tour of the company's Illinois plant that the recent semiconductor shortage hampering the auto industry is just a small appetizer to what they are about to feel on battery cells over the next two decades. And with EV manufacturers' lofty production goals, every part of the supply chain is struggling to keep up. We're talking raw materials, 80% of the cost of a lithium-ion battery comes from raw materials, including lithium, cobalt, and nickel. But as companies scramble to snag those supplies, prices have skyrocketed. The price of lithium alone has gone up over 480% in the last year, according to Benchmark Mineral Intelligence. Tesla CEO Elon Musk said lithium battery prices were so insane he might just get into the mining himself. And because lithium-ion batteries account for at least 30% of the cost of an EV, higher battery prices are translating to higher prices for consumers. Both Rivian and Tesla have hiked prices recently, saying expensive raw materials are partly to blame. This is, uh, this is crazy. In 2020, the U.S. imported over half of its supply of 46 minerals and all of its supply of 17, according to the U.S. Geological Survey. One of the biggest suppliers is China, the world leader in lithium-ion battery manufacturing. That's enough to spook the White House, which considers the EV supply chain to be a national security issue. Last month, Biden invoked the Defense Production Act, which gives the government access to $750 million to invest in domestic mining op- mining operations for critical raw materials needed by battery manufacturers, but it could take up to a decade to see new mineral mining projects or battery plants. President Biden's goal is for half of all new cars sold by 2030 to be electric. But given the shortage of materials, that's like asking Master Chef contestants to make a meal with two footballs and a noodle. <laughs> According Sorry. to Rivian, soon 90... 90 According to Rivian Skiringe, 90 to 95% of the supply chain does not exist. So uh, we're, we're, we're being forced to go the electric route, and it's not ready. There's no batteries, or there won't be. 
And the mining for the precious materials is uh, sounds extremely suspect. And they don't want it to happen in this country. No, it's perfectly fine to let children in Africa dig up that stuff. You Did know. you happen to read the piece yesterday in the business section, the Star Tribune? It's an AP piece. Headline, GOP digs in over computer chip aid, and there's a couple of bills in Congress right now about um, moving, uh, well, they're actually the chip manufacturing and research in, into the United States uh, instead of waiting for these chips to come from abroad. And what I don't get about the piece, I guess this is more a, a question to you, Joe, about journalism. Why, if this is a bipartisan effort and, and there's two different bills, why are we why are we painting the GOP as the evildoers here? Because that's in the template of the conventional news gathering institutions. But among even, them, AP. Even when good things are going to get done, and we want to bring the manufacturing manufacturing of these products into the United States, where they belong, so the United States can benefit. The GOP is still the evil, e big evil bad guy. Yeah, I, the only answer I have is the one I gave you. I don't know why. It's a, it's pathetic. Found it very frustrating yeah. reading yesterday's piece, but it, it, it was encouraging news. I mean, at least these asshats are doing something. You know, we've been told we can't feed feed the birds. That's right. We got to have social. That distancing. might contribute to uh, the spread of avian flu. And now we're being told, at least in Edina. That you shouldn't cut your grass during the month of May. No mow May. No mow May. Why? Because it will. <laughs> While Edina is seeking residents in owner-occupied or rented properties to skip mowing their lawns for the month of May, the city said the purpose is to protect pollinator food and habitat during the critical transition from winter to spring. So they're doing it for the bees. Okay. Participating in No Mow May supports all of Minnesota's pollinators. Minnesota's pollinators include native bees, honeybees, ants, flies, beetles, birds, butterflies, and more. Avoiding mowing protects overwinter habitat for native bees and allows plants rich in nectar and other nutrients to grow as pollinator food at a time when pollinators <clears throat> need it most. Uh, lawns will need to be back in compliance with city ordinances by June 15th. In other words, in other words, <laughs> in other words there's an ordinance on the books in Edina. You're supposed to keep your grass cut. But we're going to waive it in the event some bee from Omaha lands here in your yard and needs a place to stay. Uh, I've never seen a bee have anything to do with my grass. What am I missing? No, uh, my, Mike Fratelloni is a big proponent of that. I'm pro-bee. You like a nice bee? I like a good we bee. We all are. What cracks me up is that uh, the folks in the Twin Cities, uh, the, the cities down there, they always think they're ground zero for pollinators. Yeah. Uh, they're concerned that uh, their efforts might stop the pollinating of plants worldwide if they don't get if on If Edina it. tackles this issue. <laughs> I know. Right. I know. Edina to the rescue for the whole world. And by the way, the other piece of advice Mike always gives, wait as long as you possibly can to cut your grass. The Why? first The first time of the year. Because you want your roots to get real deep in there, in the I, soil. I always do that, Chris. You know my reason? 
Laziness. Lazy. <laughs> but what does a lawn have to do with pollination? It's got, you know, you get grass there. and stuff. Yeah. By the way, uh, you did get John, John the newsman, do you know why? I don't. In fact, now I'm going to look it up. Um, I mean, I get the flowers and all that. You did get an email, by the way, from Rolf on bird flu. Uh, it says bird flu, question mark. Of course he did. See, the difference between you and me is, no offense, Rolf, I threw that away. I thought it was funny. <laughs> but I am humored easily. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Joe, there are many lawns uh, that provide food, nectar, and pollen for pollinators. Uh, they're actually called bee lawns. They're yeah. environmentally friendly because mm. they're managed using low-input methods that generally use less fertilizer and pesticides. They can still be used recreationally by your household, like a regular lawn. Uh, but they do provide the food. Okay, the I've bees. got a question of morality for you guys. Um, there's a tree. It's a property I own here. Well, it's yard. Uh, <laughs> it makes it sound really fancy. Property. <laughs> it's yard. It's got a crack in it towards the bottom, and it's hollow inside. And for the last five years, the bees live in there. Yep. So I can't mow around that tree because I'm afraid of bees. I'm not allergic. Sure. I just don't want to get stung. Drives me crazy. I want to take a can of that foam, expanding foam. I want to fill up that crack so those damn bees can't be in there, so I can mow and trim around this tree. No, no. am I right or am I wrong? You're you're a, you're an evil bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's the exact quote from my roommate. That's exactly what she said. Is says. the tree still alive? If yeah, it's, it's an awesome, inside? awesome big oak tree. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Well, just don't cut around the tree. That's what I've been doing. It's driving me crazy. I, it's got everything has to be trimmed perfect, right up to the bar. Thank God I'm not allergic because I drank a can of Coke once outside. There was about half of it left. There was a bee in there that I didn't know about. Uh oh. So all of the bee and it stung me in my throat. Oh, oh ouch. Oh. But it didn't. I'm here. Here I am. Did you swallow it? I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Did it sting you coming out? Oh. <laughs> oh, it was composted. Gotcha. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> Say, emailer Tom has a great point. This is not uh, this is not off the topic necessarily. You lost the whole show, Joe. What happened? Oh, nothing. We're just sitting there looking at your phone, waiting for things to play out. Ah, got me again. again. What kind of question is that, Reavers? Yeah, that was a because I'm seven. That put me in a difficult situation. I'm seven years old. Really did. Owie. <laughs> uh, this is not necessarily off the topic when we're speaking of the land and the, the bees and the trees and the lawns and the uh, the uh, behavior we're now beginning to understand more clearly of Minneapolis's uh, very famous park commissioner, Theodore Wirth. Uh, we learned that uh, Wirth is responsible for the uh, situation at uh, Hiawatha Golf Course. We learned that Wirth is responsible for... Uh, a basement flooding in uh, the Nokomis neighborhood, and emailer Tom believes that uh, Theodore Worth uh, should be canceled. He was not. He was not pro Earth. Uh, he was anti nature, and uh, I'm sure that there'll be some movement uh, to rename Worth Park, for example, and get his name off uh, any statues of him. He uh, he was a uh, he was a uh, very unkind to the peat bogs. In the swamplands, saw them as 
future grounds for development. But wasn't Theo the guy responsible for a billion miles of park uh, trails and roads and along the Mississippi and along I'm, the I'm not sure. I'm not sure Theodore Worth had anything to do with Mississippi River Boulevard. All right. Yeah. Uh, but contributes he had... four miles. Oh, I'm reading about the Theodore Park. Never mind. Yeah. All right. Sorry. We called our friend Co- Coffee Monska. Remember that name? Yeah. Coffee yes. from Rola. Mm-hmm. She's a female, a black female. She's an attorney. And she's one of the ones speaking up uh, Kendall Qualls style in, please, Roseville schools, don't do me any favors. Mm-hmm. Don't do my children any favors. Don't uh, make my children less than and everything we've been discussing. Well, it seems to be getting worse in Roseville. And Coffee uh, is going to join us tomorrow. Correct. But I'm going to tell you about this. Uh, it's... Uh, <laughs> The Roseville School Board uh, recently endorsed the views of a left-wing parent group, uh, a group called Falcon Families for Equity and Justice, was invited to give a presentation to the board. Uh, they appeared alongside Falcon Heights Elementary School Principal Beth Benke. Uh, this is from Alpha News because the uh, Tribune and the Pioneer Press probably wouldn't cover it. The group said it focuses on challenging unjust systems and supporting children from historically underrepresented and marginalized communities. They're just desperate to continue to believe these children are less than, aren't they? Yes, they are. They're just desperate. It consists of around 20 parents who organize an anniversary march for George Floyd's death. Uh, The group has a community action committee that organizes events on equity and anti-racism, reading events, solidary marches, and activism opportunities. They want to provide educational opportunities for teachers, parents, and students. Uh, Board member Todd Anderson asked what the school board could do to help the group. Uh, Other events are now listed on the Falcon Heights Elementary School's online calendar. there's a piece, they, uh, there's a discussion of nice white parents, uh, a New York Times podcast that explores how harmful white parents apparently are. Hmm. And it goes on and on and on, and it's just, uh, it's just dreadful. It's just dreadful. I don't, I don't know what, what they anticipate. We're already learning that uh, English uh, has to be dialed down. We're already learning that math has to be dialed down because it represents oppression and what have you. And uh, I don't know what this is, and so we're going to turn to coffee tomorrow. In fact, um, is, would they would the school board approve a uh, a conservative uh, family group and publicize <laughs> its events? <laughs> no, of course not. In no. fact, uh, full disclosure, this is how great coffee is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had initially invited her on. She says, "Oh no, I need time to prepare my twenty two pages of notes. I can do tomorrow." <laughs> <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> A group called Falcon Families for Equity and Justice were invited to give a presentation to the school board. Would a group called uh, Falcon Families for uh, Garage Logicianship, would they be uh, welcomed? You mean the right-wing group called? <laughs> yeah. Because that's how it would be reported. Does this call... Uh, well, this is Alpha News, so they do say Roseville School Board members recently endorsed the views of a left-wing parent group. The Star Tribune would not have referred to them no. as a left-wing nope. parent group. No. Nope. Nor would the Pioneer Press, nor would any local. Well, one columnist in the Pioneer Press might have. I might, I might. <laughs> but uh, for Pete's sake, where's uh, maybe coffee? Maybe that's coffee's note taking. 
she she obviously would represent the other side of this nonsense. 100%. And you know, it's people like Coffee. they fear the worst, and they probably won't even comment on what she has to say. Uh, because their perception of conservative or right, uh, the right side of the aisle is guys in lifted pickup trucks with rebel flags and homemade, uh, Trump signs. That's their, that's their, in their mind's eye, that's what we all are. And when somebody like Coffee comes along, they, they, they can't fight back. But Kenny, you should read any comment section on a story relating to Kendall Qualls, because you'll see that exact same thing. Yeah, he's what, just they, uh, a, he's just a prop, or they're calling the him way. like an Uncle Tom or yep. something like that, yep. or a house. Uh, well, look at the way that college kids treat uh, Alan West. Yeah, it's pathetic uh, because these kids aren't being educated; they're being indoctrinated by the failed academy, and it's just a crying shame. But that's what's that's what's happening. Well, the, the failed academy and everything else, all social media, all social media, yeah. But that's another can. Uh, too many young people are driven to suicide. Uh, and direct links are being made to how they feel or how they think they've been treated on social media. And how they're perceived. And there was a story the other day, it was too sad to bring up, but as long as we brought it up, I'll mention it. Uh, a young black girl, 15, committed suicide, and her parents... Uh, created for her a uh, marker in, in the in the graveyard. Headstone, yeah. Headstone, uh, an exact copy of a cell phone. Oh. But but it didn't appear to mm. be erected as an as a warning to others. This is what caused our daughter's death. If I'm wrong, I apologize. I think it was erected because uh, this is what she was known she, for. She just always had her phone with her. It'd be like putting a rope in a broken chair there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Wow. I, I've escaped it. I've uh, escaped it uh, with the kids I used to have. Uh, and now those kids I used to have, uh, they they appear to be dealing with it with their kids. But I'm very lucky to escape it. But I talk to many, many people uh, whose children they believe have been dreadfully impacted by See, social media. I disagree with you on your premise that you've escaped it because even if you don't have the internet at all, you don't have a smartphone, you or you're not on social, all of these things are still dictating our daily lives. You're right, and they're forming opinions. They're, it's still you're right, forming opinions and dictating how people treat each other, even if you always treat your neighbor, no matter who that neighbor is, with love and respect and helpfulness, these things are still controlling our lives, mm -hmm. whether we want to or not. I'm dreading the day that I get the question from my 10-year-old, because I know it's coming sometime soon. The birds and the bee question? No, that I don't. Pat, I'm not worried about at all. <laughs> Ask your mom. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> um, no, the, either the cell phone or social media. Dad, can I have a Twitter account or whatever? Because yeah. he's familiar with all of these different, you know, platforms. But it's been nope, not yet. You're not old enough. Oh boy, oh boy. You've got to teach them self worth before you let Correct. them dive into this cesspool. Yep. And teach them that what they're about to dive into doesn't matter. GLers, 
We've been trying to have a contest. Oh boy! Oh no! Here we go. I, can we can we do the off-air conversation we had about this? I don't think we get away with. Okay. Gellers, I can assure you, we'll never have another contest because either you're too dumb to know how to register, wow. or we have failed miserably in making it easy for you. I don't I'm as willing to blame us as anyone. I might buy the damn thing and put it out on the curb and let somebody take it. <laughs> I'm sure Mike would appreciate that. Uh, what is it thing? It's a big it's a Traeger it's grill. It's a Traeger grill from Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Centers. It's a big, big deal. We're trying to give it to you. And all we're asking is that you go to the Garage Logic website, click on the banner ad. Click on a banner ad. And then do whatever else you're supposed to do. You enter your email after you've clicked on the banner ad. I know that some people are having an issue if they open it up in Google Chrome. I have gotten that email a couple of times. Well, Brad writes, I'm pretty computer savvy, and I don't think I got to enter the date for the garage opener. Your system got my email, name, phone number, and birth date, twice actually, and then it let me know I submitted the info, but nothing about picking a date. Can't help you. Don't know what that means. But don't worry about it, pal, because there'll never be another one of these. Okay. Ever. Ever. Now, this grill, isn't this uh, technologic like Bluetooth? Oh, it's sweet. Have you seen one of these, Kenny? What's the Wi-Fi it's got, have to do with it? It's got Wi-Fi or Bluetooth, right? Yes, it's got a Bluetooth so, so it can connect to your phone. Yeah. So do you think, what was his name, Brad, Yeah. who can't even do a contest on the no. computer? Do you think he has any shot at running this grill to its full <laughs> capability? Oh, it's wow. like driving a Ferrari... But never taking it past 60 miles an hour. Every email we've got are from people who've done their grilling only in 50-gallon drums full of burning wood. <laughs> Broken up pallets. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm hey, here's, here's Marine. There wasn't a pop-up form for the ice out guests. I put my email address in the box, but there wasn't a pop-up form. So I hit submit entry, thinking it would give me the form. Nope. So I was unable to make a guess. And when I tried again, it said I couldn't submit another entry. I never submitted any entry. Chris can explain as many times as he wants how easy it is to make a guess. Okay. But I tried to submit a guess on two different occasions. You, this, is, this doesn't work. I doubt I'm the only one who has that problem. All right. I just entered the email. I entered my information, Joe Sushery. Of course, I put your phone number in there. And then what pops up are the Fridays. So April 15th, I don't know why that's still an option, but April 22nd, 29th, and so on. You pick that day, whatever you think it's going to be. I'm just going to select May 6th, and I'm going to pick 2 a.m. to 2.59 a.m. Because obviously that's probably not going to happen. Boom. Entered. This is happening all over the country. Kelly in North Carolina writes... Can I get a mulligan on my opener entry? I believe I selected between 2 and 2.49 a.m. instead of p.m. Um, hey, GLers, uh, the staff doesn't want you to know this. You can enter in more than once. Oh. Oh. You mean you could fail at attempting to enter more than once? Correct. Yeah. It's a nice grill, though. You get a cover with it, accessories. Try it again, GLers, and again, I'm holding us as accountable as you, believe me. To enter, visit garagelogic.com and sure to make sure to check out the new line of Traeger grills at Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Centers.
Hey, GLers, it's Reavers here once again for my good friends at Hofferman Water. They are an independent water treatment dealer. They offer sales, service, and rental for Connecticut water treatment systems, including water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. I have been a proud customer of Connecticut for a couple of years now in two different homes, and I'm here to tell you that a new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners simply cannot. A Connecticut system from Hofferman can cut down on salt usage. It's going to protect your appliances. And I'm not kidding when I say that bad water is going to affect every single aspect of your home. Here's the deal. Your laundry is going to become better. Your showers are so much better. And not to mention the improvement in your drinking water. My Connecticut system that I had installed, it's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. Please get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. Call 952-894-4040. That's 952-894-4040. Or just visit them online at HoffermanWater.com. I want five a Bamboom. This next song is about Kenny Olsen. If he's here, jump and up now, and down. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Sujoy. Everything about that was perfectly timed, Reavers. That's why we're great. We are major market. Yes. <laughs> Too bad we're not a radio show we're anymore. Not, we're not on radio. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean, major market? Even when you go a few days without using... <laughs> Joe, Joe got down over that last uh, break. Johnny informed him how much the artist Pitbull was currently worth, and that uh, brought the mayor's Pitbull's dauber down. Pitbull's coming to the fair. I got people in my inner circle who want to go. <laughs> Will you be there you with them? Go, no. <laughs> uh, are you okay? No. Can Can I fill a minute here for <laughs> yes. you? Yes. All right. Take a deep breath. Uh, like I was saying. Even when you think you're not using Seafoam Deep Creep, you go a few days, you haven't used it, you're still using Seafoam Deep Creep. Let me explain. Uh, last winter, uh, last weekend, it was just last weekend, I saw you do it. You sprayed a couple of rusty tools that got put away wet last fall. That Deep Creep immediately started working, and it's working right now. And it'll keep working tomorrow and every day until you leave that tool out in the mud outside your shop again uh, over winter next year. That proves that deep creep, like the motor treatment, is magic. It's chemical voodoo, a miracle, uh, as is the top engine cleaner. It cleans the top, the bottom, the middle, the inside. It, too, a miracle. Good thing this magic elixir is available everywhere the world over so you never have to travel far a local company with a global reach and an absolute lifesaver in a world of rust and bad gas seafoam back to the minneapolis park and recreation board we're at capacity and we can't add any more shane stenzel who's in charge of issuing permits for events held at minneapolis park said at a recent minneapolis Park and Rec Board meeting. The uh, Park and Rec Board, alongside with the Minneapolis Park Police Department, is at a fragile time as the city returns to life once known before the pandemic. With major events back on the books this summer, Minneapolis Park officials say their police department doesn't have enough officers or resources to handle the full lot, so they're going to attempt to cozy up to the Minneapolis <laughs> Police Department, whom they ridiculed, didn't want to be any part of. Wow. We have increasing crime across the park system. We have fewer park police resources than we had 20 years ago, and we are faced with the challenge of trying to provide safe public events at the park system. Park Police Chief Jason Odo said to the park commissioners in early April. <laughs> I love yeah, this so much. Alive. 
This need and boost in event space since the heart of the pandemic has led to the Park Board Superintendent Al Bangura asking the board to reconsider its current relationships with the Minneapolis Police Department. In other words, they're not so bad after all, are they? <laughs> One that has been uh, whole since shortly after the murder of George Floyd. One that has been whole. I don't know what that means. W-H-O-L-E. Uh, I don't know what that means. Well, go ahead. Now, nearly two years later, in a letter to the board, Superintendent Bangura states, in part, the Minneapolis Park Police... Isn't that something? George Floyd's coming up on two years. Well, they... they actually repealed the resolution that they drafted then voted in favor of mm-hmm. uh in tw- it was called 2020-232 uh, cutting all ties with Minneapolis police Bangura would like the board to repeal the resolution that ended the partnership with MPD to help with future events the board's administrative and finance committee will vote on the matter this Wednesday that's today yeah, if they, approved they it, did vote on it and they did drop the resolution oh, okay yep yep so they're back in the they're back in the yeah. saddle with the coppers, huh? <laughs> we're sorry. Yeah. Don't you wish MPD would have said, "Nah, we're good." Well, well I suppose they didn't have a choice. They did probably they? didn't. Yeah. So uh, the Metro Transit Police are involved in this somehow, are they? I have no idea. But the point is that the uh, we learned we've learned over the oh since the beginning of the Bidet Makaska. Uh, dust up the changing of the name Lake Calhoun. We learned that, like virtually all other politics in Minneapolis, or the closer you get to the country's tallest buildings, the park board was full of crackpots. Oh, right. Yeah. And so when it came time to uh, signal the virtue about what you feel about police after the death of George Floyd, they couldn't wait to cut ties with the Minneapolis. Look police at how Department, virtuous we are. Only to discover, uh, of course, that they need the police just like we all do. And there's a guy, uh, a former park board member that's on Twitter that's uh, throwing out the tweets saying this new development is galling. Really? Uh, he's no longer on the park board, but he's, uh, he's calling it galling, and he's very upset. Why is he no longer on the park board, Kenny? I have not gotten that far, Okay. But let's hope he Maybe was... he got defeated in a vote. Well, that's what we're hoping. Enlisting help from the MPD is not the first move the Park Board has made to help with its security workload. It says the Minnesota State Patrol, Hennepin County Sheriff's Office, Metro Transit Police Department, and the University of Minnesota Police Department have said they cannot help. (laughs) In a statement, the Minnesota State Patrol claims the following for not being able to provide assistance. The Minnesota State Patrol's primary mission is to promote traffic safety through assistance, education, and enforcement on Minnesota's roadways with our commitment to traffic safety and related activities such as HEAT patrols, H-E-A-T, that's an acronym for something, street racing patrols, Twin Cities Auto Show, Minnesota State Fair, we're unable to allocate resources for this request. Uh, Rebecca Bannon, is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Have you seen the tweet she's posted on the street racing? Oh, I have, yeah. Wow, Mm -hmm. I didn't know it was such a big deal. Yeah. And it's constant. It's going on all the time. Mm-hmm. Yep, every day. Some t- yeah, and some t- it doesn't even matter if it's the weekend or not anymore. Nope. Because it used to just be mostly Friday, Saturday, and Sunday nights, and now it, it doesn't matter. By the way, this guy, John O'Cowgill, O'Cow- uh, the former commissioner, he was defeated. Good. Yeah. Although who, whoever yeah, beat him would be. Yeah. You know why? Well, he not wasn't left, left enough. enough. <laughs> he wasn't nuts enough, probably. Right. Tim Bloom, 
I've heard of him. EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake. Mm-hmm. They're moving to a new building, people. So they're uh, they're giving you the greatest deals they possibly can on their inventory to minimize the physical act of moving all the stuff from Forest Lake to the new store, which we'll be telling you about uh, shortly. So there's a moving sale going on now for all scooters, electric bikes, ATVs, and gas golf carts. They're called a Crossfire 200 fuel-injected golf cart. Great for the cabin, campground, or larger properties. Come with headlights, taillights, blinkers, horn, and full roof. Four-seat configuration with a rear flip-down seat to create a rear flatbed for hauling stuff. I want one. I need one. I have to have one of these. <laughs> Bentelli e-bikes are on sale. Over 25 different types of e-bikes, e-bikes in stock. Let Kaylin the expert find the right one for you. That's Tim's daughter. 49cc gas scooters on sale for $12.99. They turn every urban errand into an adventure. And look at the price of gas. You're going to beat the man. You'll be beating the man. They're rated for 115 miles per gallon, and they're considered mopeds in Minnesota. So all you need is a driver's license or moped permit. I don't want to dare see you on a busy street. But if you want to run your errands, you're going to run 115 miles worth of errands in an urban, in the sustainable urban core or out in the country. But just stay off the busy roads That's on these right. things. Uh, youth ATVs and dirt bikes in stock for the lucky kids and grandkids in your life. Scout 110cc ATV starting at $10.99. Trooper 125cc ATVs fully automatic with reverse starting at $12.99. Most of our youth ATVs are equipped with wireless kill switch for the parents. So the kid gets away. You know, you're sitting there in the lawn chair and you go, boop, the kid Mm -hmm. stops. You need one of these. Oh, I have to. I have to. Uh, I would get in quickly uh, while the selection is great. You get a free GL t-shirt with every vehicle purchase. This is EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. Truth, Justice, and the Souchere. Beautiful lawn. It's a click away at professionalturf.com. I know this seems absurd given the weather, but dandelion season is almost here. Uh, once up, once it warms up for more than a couple of days, uh, your lawn is going to be covered. I wonder what they're going to do. Oh, that's what they're doing in Edina. You can't exactly mow in May. You can't mow in May. Don't <laughs> mow in May. Let the dandelions flourish. Uh, but if you're a ProTurf customer in Edina, you get the last laugh because you won't have any dandelions along with broadleaf weeds and the creepy, cruddy, crabby grass, whatever the hell it's called. None of that. Uh, and you'll also have a big, thick, luscious, lovable lawn that'll grow knee-high to waist-high before the end of May. Uh, try mowing that in June when they uh, start coming around with their ticket book. Uh, it's the way to go, folks. Uh, it, you call uh, or log on to professionalturf.com, schedule that free lawn analysis. A pro comes out, a seasoned pro comes out, decides what's best for your track, and then sets up a three- to five-step fertilizer and weed control program that's yeah, it's environmentally safe. Of course, of course it is. You don't even have to ask, but it's really going to give you the best lawn on the block all season long. Professionalturf.com. John, before we start, uh, <laughs> Vladimir Zelensky has said now on more than one occasion that we should probably be buying radiation pills. Have you seen those stories? What? He's, no, he's that convinced none. that Putin will go nuke. Huh. Can you go to Walgreens and buy a radiation pill? <laughs> I'm going to go right now. It's for their iodine, aren't they? 
I, I don't know what they are, but I suspect Did iodine is part of it. Protect your body? Is that yeah. the deal? Uh, he's, he's, uh, huh. he's convinced that... You can buy them on Amazon, Such. You can't? Yep. Jeez. How do we know they're not just sugar pills? Um, potassium iodine. Got an FDA. Do I, want, I don't want to. I'm not going to buy any. Do you want 65 milligrams or 130? I don't know. It depends oh. how bad the nuke attack. Bigger is better. Yeah. Power and speed. Yep. I want. I want them all. But I, there's an irony here. The more Zelensky's country resists Russia's attack, the more likely it is that Putin might be desperate enough to try the nuke. And Putin essentially has said, and I'm paraphrasing, quit fighting us so we can make this thing be over. Yeah. You know, well, they're not going to quit fighting you, Poots. Uh, okay, I love discussing these doomsday scenarios. <laughs> when he does use nukes, doesn't that open the door for the rest of us to come down on him? Of course. With a... 40 a three-week raining down of nuclear bombs until that country no longer exists right and then the entire world is poisoned okay but you know we, right. we took care of putin that's right but we're gonna take care of everybody that way well that kills that fun theory but and, and can't he, what if theory? china joins russia and then everybody else joins us and we got you know yeah. we're, like joe said everybody's done yeah <laughs> Get your huh. nuclear winter, the whole deal. Yeah. Break glass, smoke lucky. I'll say. I'll say. Here's John Height. <laughs> On that uplifting wow. note. On that, yeah, thanks, thanks. I appreciate that, Joe. Well, we, uh, this we, update... we tend to not mention Ukraine enough on this show. We have to keep in yeah. mind how dreadful this is. Yep. It's just dreadful. Uh, us I along with the entire news. rest of the country. I oh. mean, business as usual in this country where we give, we're supposed to give a rat's ass about Will Smith and Jada Pinkett knucklehead making him a cuckold when this kind of ass is happening over in Ukraine. Well, CNN is just so beside itself worried about masks. Aren't we still supposed, shouldn't we be wearing them? I don't think a mask is going to prevent. Uh... And they go to their Rolodex and they bring on some, they have never, I've never heard, if they have, I apologize. I've never heard them bring on somebody who said, I think it's a great thing we've finally done this and end the mask. They always bring but, on somebody that says, no, you better still wear them. Remember early on we all said, well, this is why Putin has the gall to do this because we're so distracted with stupid nonsense. So he goes in, he does it, he's still doing it. He's, it's escalating every day, and we're still obsessed with stupid nonsense. Mm -hmm. What's it going to take? To get this country to wake up, I thought call we, now. I thought we crossed that line a month ago when you bomb a uh, theater full of children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I figure if he hasn't by now, you know. There is no line, is there, John? There is no line, exactly. So we'll, we'll just wait till he throws a nuke this way, and then I suppose. I guess. We'll, Why we'll are we excited. waiting? Somebody kill that bitch. And even then, the Easter Bunny will have to help the guy get into the war room and figure out what <laughs> yeah, we're going to do here. Don't talk about things that matter. Yeah. Okay, well, Russia's that news, way, Mr. Everybody. President. <laughs> Easter Bunny's this, uh, this news is brought to you by ProfessionalTurf.com. I always want to do that like the old TV guy in the 60s, remember? No. This program brought to you by... And by... The Big Ten, uh, one sports note before we uh, get to news, the Big Ten Conference is bringing basketball tournaments to Minneapolis. They announced that this morning. Huh. The conference announced the Target Center will host the 2023 Big Ten Women's Basketball Tournament and both the Men's and Women's 2024 Big Ten Basketball Tournaments. The 2023 Women's Tournament will mark the first time that event has played outside of Indianapolis since 2015. 
2015. The men's tournament has also been in Indianapolis for many years, but has also made some other stops in New York City, Chicago, and Washington, D.C. It's been in Indy the past three years. The 2023 men's tournament had previously been announced to be held at Chicago's United Center. More than 860,000 fans have attended the women's tournament since 1995, and 2.3 million have gone to the men's tournament since 1998. That according to the Big Ten. As a guy that's attended about six of those... If you have a young basketball lover in your life, plan on going to this tournament. It's super fun. You get to watch four basketball games for like 20 bucks on Friday. It's really cool. In news, the Montemidi School District says students. Yeah, uh, my my dad's like the world's biggest college basketball fan. Like I think the that? whole gym Sorry. smells like bo, doesn't it? No, it's it's an arena. They got oh, gym stink. They got a ventilation system. They should let you smoke in those things. <laughs> <laughs> Montemidi School District says students at the middle and high schools are having an e-learning day today. According to a letter sent to staff and family members in the district, the e-learning day is being held due to a threatening safety message sent through a tip form. The threat involved a specific individual at a secondary school and also specified today's date. Washington County Sheriff's Office says it is investigating that threat. The person who wrote those threatening emails to all 13 members of the Minneapolis City Council on Easter morning, according to uh, Tom Heffelfinger, former U.S. attorney, uh, said uh, that person could face multiple felony charges. The author indicated they were willing to plant bombs at the homes of each of the city council members. Heffelfinger uh, talked to Five Eyewitness News yesterday, said uh, that's where the mention of guns is involved, for example, and the possible use of a bomb, which is a weapon of mass destruction, and that could lead to federal charges. I wonder why this wasn't covered in the Star Tribune. I think probably because Channel 5 is the only one that has a copy of the email. Oh. That would be my guess, I would think. Heffelfinger said even if the author of the message does not have any bombs or guns, the person has already violated federal law with the threats of violence against more than a dozen elected officials and was done in a very detailed manner. Did Laszlo Toth write those letters? Boy, there's a reference I should know, but I'm not getting it. Let's just move along and let it hang. Let people figure it out. Why do I know that name? to look it up. I'm going to have to write Laszlo Toth. If down. you haven't read the book, you are missing out on one of the funnest books ever, The Laszlo Letters. I don't think I've read it. Written by Don Novello, huh. who huh. also played... The priest. Yeah. Father, Father Sardo Gorducci. Father Guido Sarducci. Guido Sarducci. Huh. Well, yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you something right now, Kenny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that book is just delightful. Huh. The man who was shot and killed Sunday during a road rage incident in Maple Grove has now been identified. He was 61-year-old William Hari of Buffalo, Minnesota, died of a gunshot wound to the abdomen. Police say Hari and another driver had gotten into an argument when the other driver shot him just before 3 p.m. near County Road 30 in Garland Lane North. Both of them drove away from the scene. Hari was then found in his car on the side of a ramp onto Interstate 94. Uh, now, I had not seen this before, but the Star Tribune this morning called it an exchange. Of gunfire. Hmm. Oh, I thought uh, it was, uh, yeah, I thought it was just the, uh, the the one that got away. Yeah, the story said uh, it was an exchange. Uh, oh, I don't know where that info came from, but. Uh, and he, we still so, haven't found him, right? The suspect? No, they're still searching, still searching for the suspect in the case. So, switch pages, pardon me. A majority of Americans continue to support a mask requirement for people traveling on airplanes and other shared transportation, according to a new poll. A majority? 
<laughs> ruling by a federal judge has put the government's transportation mask mandate on hold. The poll says 56% of Americans favor requiring people on planes, trains, and public transportation to wear masks, compared with 24% opposed and 20 who say they don't care either way. They neither uh, okay. are in favor nor opposed. Okay. Interviews for the poll, which was done by the NORC Center for Public Affairs Research and the Associated Press, were conducted Thursday to Monday, shortly before a federal judge in Florida struck down the nat uh, national mask mandate. The Transportation Security Administration stopped enforcing the mask uh, stopped enforcing the mask requirement at that point. A poll shows a wide partisan divide, not surprisingly, on the issue. Among Democrats, 80% favor and just 5% oppose the requirement. Among Republicans, 45% opposed compared with 33 in favor, with 22% saying they didn't care either way. Uh, face masks are again mandatory in Milwaukee public schools for students and staff in all the district's buildings effective today. MPS officials said in a statement the decision was made after determining there's a significant transmission of the coronavirus in Milwaukee at the present time. MPS says masks will continue to be available for students and staff in all district buildings. The mandate follows a school board vote last month to make face coverings optional starting April 18th. The district includes about 69,000 students. Russia's attacks in eastern Ukraine mark a new phase in the war as U.S. officials think they will pro, uh, be the prelude to a major offensive in the Donbass region. The assault, stretching from 300 miles from northeastern Ukraine to the country's southeast since Monday, comes as Russia continues to add to its forces in Ukraine. Is this going to go one... on for years? Are we yeah. going to watch this for years? Sounds like it. Won't the war of attrition at some point? I mean, I don't know. It's just beyond my comprehension that this can take place. Well, he won't retreat. No. Nope. He being Putin, there's no chance that'll happen. I wonder if it would end if he died. Well, that's what we're assuming. That's why we're calling, openly calling for his assassination. Or, he, or die from illness. Apparently he's supposed to be ill. We don't know that either. You don't know anything about these people. Wouldn't that be the worst case him. scenario? Well, that's what I'm wondering. Maybe if he knew he was going to die? Yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. At least one billionaire in Russia has had enough of the war, Oleg Tingov. The billionaire founder of a big Russian digital bank has blasted what he calls Russia's insane war in Ukraine, and he urged the West to help President Vladimir Putin find an off-ramp to stop the massacre. The Russian entrepreneur who founded Tingov Bank in 2006 claimed in an Instagram post Tuesday that 90% of Russians were against the war, and that Kremlin officials were in a state of shock that they would no longer be able to spend their summers in the Mediterranean. He wrote, I don't see a single beneficiary of this insane war. Tigoff was among 65 individuals and entities sanctioned by the United Kingdom on March 24th for supporting Russia's invasion. He owns about 35% of Tinkoff Bank's parent company, TCS Group. He's <laughs> worth about $3.5 billion, according to Bloomberg's Billionaires Index. So when are we going to find him in a trunk? Oh. Yeah, he'll, mm. he'll be poisoned soon. If you filed your federal income tax return electronically by Monday's deadline, and if you're getting a refund, you should see it by May 9th. But if you filed a paper return or made a mistake, the wait will likely stretch into summer or perhaps even longer. Okay. Internal, Internal Revenue Service had been trying to catch up with its paper and air backlog for some time, and though it reports progress, officials still warn of long delays if you used paper. National taxpayer advocate Aaron Collins said many of the unprocessed return submissions date back to April of 2021. 
The IRS says people filing electronically and making no mistake should see their refund within 21 days or less after filing. Most people file electronically. In the week ending April 1st, the IRS had processed a total of 91.2 million returns. 87.8 million of those had been filed electronically. An unexpectedly sharp drop in subscribers has Netflix thinking about changes it's long resisted, minimizing password sharing and creating a low-cost subscription supported by advertising. Looming changes announced late Tuesday are designed to help Netflix regain momentum lost over the past year. Pandemic-driven lockdowns that drove binge-watching have lifted, and rivals have got a lot more numbers. Netflix's customer base fell by 200,000 subscribers during the first quarter of this year. That's the first time the streaming service had seen a contraction. The drop stemmed in part from Netflix's decision to withdraw from Russia to protest the war against Ukraine. Netflix projected a loss of another 2 million subscribers in the current April to June quarter. Okay, if I say into the microphone something that I know is going to be on Netflix and it comes on, am I then streaming? Yes. I'm just watching something on TV. What's this streaming thing? No. You're not watching TV, though. No, you're not. Hell, I'm not. It's on the TV. It's right there. But, But... it's not on a computer screen. I'm not. I'm not getting it. Doesn't it almost I seem like this. he should be writing an email to Garage Logic, trying to <laughs> win a uh, win a grill? This has... cup, two dots, flashes. I'm not streaming anything. It's a channel. Netflix. Oh, here it comes. I want to watch. Such but you have to switch from Xfinity to Netflix. But it comes over the same TV so, as Xfinity. That's fine. What you but, should do is into the into the microphone remote, you should say Jack Benny and see what happens. Right. <laughs> well, let's bring Jack Benny back. Uh, not going to lie, I don't like this at all. The San Diego Padres became the first team to announce an agreement for advertising patches on their uniforms. Oh, hang on. That's hang. inevitable. Huh? Yeah. Oh, well, it's done, yeah. Well, the president's going to come out one day with, you know, Coca-Cola patches on his suit. All approved by Major League Baseball and the Players Association as part of the collective bargaining agreement ratified last month. Uh, San Diego has partnered with cell phone provider Motorola on a multi-platform agreement that could serve as a template for 29 clubs to follow. The uh, telecommunications company logo will be prominently featured on the right sleeve of the Padres uniforms beginning next season. The new look and prominent logo was modeled by Padres Manny Machado and Blake Snell in a promotional video release yesterday. Motorola will also become the presenting partner of the franchise's Hall of Fame and will be featured prominently in ad signage throughout Petco Park. And then... A couple of years down the road, something on the pod, somebody on the Padres is going to do something abhorrent. Then there's going to be an email and letter writing campaign to the uh, sponsors and the advertisers, yep. and then they're going to pull their money and their ads. And then uh, two years after that, they're going to see the error of their way. They're going to repeal the uh, bill, and they're going to beg the Minneapolis police to help them out of a, uh, out of a jam. <laughs> Correct, <That's> right? <laughs> or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Bill O'Reilly getting some unwanted publicity. Witnesses say and phone video shows O'Reilly threatening an airline worker who was trying to help when the former Fox News host flight was delayed for a few hours. The 72-year-old told the JetBlue worker at New York's JFK, you're going to lose your job. Uh, O'Reilly was on his way to the Turks and Caicos Islands in the Caribbean. He uh, towered over the airline worker in the video, snapped by a fellow passenger, yelling, what you're going to do, it's three hours late. 
Then he says, no, 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 you're going to find out, jabbing his finger at the airline employee. When the employee tries to say something, O'Reilly responds with, you bleeping scumbag, don't talk to me like that. You know, a couple things about this. Yeah. One, is O'Reilly that stupid? Apparently. He's picking on no, low-level help. That, ha- that The guy he's talking to has nothing to do with the fate of that airplane. No, correct. Nothing. Yeah. No idea. So is he that stupid or is he that much of a dick? Whoa. Well, he has proven in the past that he is that much of a dick. Yeah. Wow. I mean, what a... That's a bad sign, man, when you treat people like that. Well, he I, should do a show with that former ESPN doofus who we don't like. Olderman? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those Oberman. Two. I yeah. like O'Reilly. O'Reilly and Oberman. I like O'Reilly's thinking. I, I, I've been amused by O'Reilly. Uh, and frankly, I was a little surprised by this. But he's got to know. He's in a public setting. Yeah. Everyone in the world has a camera at their ready. Yep. What an idiot. Well, his, his, his history is not exactly... I guess Apparently I haven't, you haven't looked at his history. I really have. No, that's true. I do it's recall not, not a couple exactly of other. Clean. I also had no idea it was that tall. Have you guys read Six any? Four. Have you read any of his books? I've heard good no. things about some I, of his. I've books. heard good things about them too, and I know fans of his books. Yeah, maybe that's the way you get successful. Maybe we should start doing that. Let's uh, just go do it to rookie no, at the his, airport. His behavior was abhorrent. It was just terrible. Of course it was. Just I terrible. only I reserve that kind of behavior for uh, program directors and mid-management. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's, that's well-placed. That's who I treat yeah. that way. Don't you, you know, know who I am? Pal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it that's usually works, too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's the sad part. <laughs> Fast food giant Burger King was forced to apologize amid some backlash stemming from a Holy Week-themed advertising campaign in uh, Spain. Uh-oh. Here's, here's, here's the apology. We apologize to all those who have felt offended. That's not an campaign. apology. I, I agree. It's not an apology. Uh, it, was, it was a campaign where they were trying to promote vegetable uh, sandwiches, vegetable products. Uh, it came after the users. The apology came after users on social media slammed the company for a billboard campaign that promoted its new vegetarian burger using the words "Jesus at the Last Supper." One of the ads said, "Take all of you and eat of it," which doesn't have meat. 100% vegetarian, Big King vegetable. Another ad read, "Flesh of my flesh," but crossed out the word "flesh" and replaced it with "vegetable." Do the ire from Catholics on social media in Spain? Where, Is that oh, bad? What am I well, missing? The flesh part. It's, uh, the flesh part is it? Okay. It's quoting, I guess. It's, yeah, it's quoting the communion. I guess. Um, yeah. Who who did that? It was Burger. Burger's King. Burger King. Burger's King. But this well, is only in Spain. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Well, can't they? All they have to do is write the Pope a check, and everything will be fine, right? They'll be absolved. <laughs> Isn't that how that works, Joe? <laughs> Jeez. That's how that works, right? Tomorrow, I, uh, Kenny's apology to the Catholic Church. <laughs> Well, uh, you guys buy your way out of sins, from what I understand. <laughs> no, that's 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 uh, you're the rest referring of us to beg, plenary indulgences. You know, the rest of us beg for uh, forgiveness right. and promise never to. You guys just cut a check. Yeah. That's almost as bad as Royce saying, "I knew we were safe when the arch." Uh, it was 150 degrees <laughs> in church. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the arch is a big guy like me. <laughs> In Memphis, He Tennessee. was worried about the time of game for a funeral. And Hebdo Just, is so classy. He took that well. And oh, yeah. He heard he our wrote show about and he wrote it. a column yeah. about it. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it, just, it might be me, but just referring to him as the arch seems wrong to me. 
I know we've been through this before with you. You're a, you're a very upstanding, uh, civil, polite guy, as we've all seen over the years. And we can understand that you'd never, you'd never do such a thing. Yeah. You're a uh, yes, sir, no, sir, fella, and uh, we understand mm-hmm. that. You're absolutely right. right. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Officers in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, Caddy, you'll enjoy this one because you always say people who uh, carry drugs around probably should be a yeah. little more careful yeah. with the, their yeah. vehicles. Well, they found hundreds of pounds of marijuana inside a truck that was left stranded on Interstate 55 Bridge in Memphis, and a 54-year-old woman has been charged. Police say they were called Sunday afternoon to meet with Arkansas State Police about a Chevrolet Suburban that was left unoccupied in a southbound lane of traffic on the bridge between Memphis and West Memphis. The Suburban had been hit by another vehicle. Uh, neighbors in the area uh, saw police but didn't think much about it. While police were on the scene, they said the truck's driver, Catherine Martius, returned in another driver's vehicle. She told the officers she left the Suburban because it ran out of gas. Ooh, the man said he was the man. <sighs> Isn't right, that right job away. one? <laughs> yep. Make wow. sure you get enough fuel. Wow. The, the man immediately told officers that he was just helping her get some gas. Yeah. Had nothing to do yeah, with it. I, I don't know who this gal is. Get out of my... Um, is that it? No, uh, officers uh, inventoried everything in there. They had 229 pounds of marijuana in cardboard Holy boxes. Holy crap. What's that worth, Such? I don't have no idea. Uh-huh. Also had a liquid substance. Also $17,800 in cash wrapped in rubber bands and a ledger. <laughs> I gotta have the ledger. <laughs> the paperwork. Yeah. Great. Well, these are pros. Yep. Great. Except for the gas part. That's true. Yeah forgot the gas, so she, she was arrested. All they need is a community college course, how to be a drug mule. Uh, my concern, though, the biggest concern with that story is, did you write that or did Matthew write it? Because a Suburban is not a truck. And did, you did continually refer to fault, it then. as a truck. What do you refer well, to it as? It's an SUV. Uh, well, yeah, that, that's the same I'm... thing as a truck. No, it's not no. even close, yeah. dummy. You one. want to get Kenny's blood boiling, yeah. you do that. You know, when I was I'm driving my truck uh, here today, Kenny. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm with Kenny on this one, Joe, but I'm not going to call you a dummy. Okay? Well, young people think SUVs are cars. Well, they no, are. they're not. They're not. They're SUVs. They're, they're SUVs. vehicles. They're, yeah, but they are SUVs. Yeah. What's mine? Because mine's an SUV, but it's small. Yours Mid-size. Is, uh, yours is hilarious, John. That's what mine's yours is. Mine's a small is. SUV. <laughs> so mine must be a small SUV, and too. Cute. Then. I think it also falls under the cute <laughs> <Yeah>. definition. <laughs> Uh, who knew playing horseshoes could be dangerous? A man in Bristol in Great Britain taken to the hospital after he fell onto a piece of rebar that was being used as a horseshoe stake. Oh, Ooh, that would hurt. Oh. Yes. Happened over the weekend, Sunday in the afternoon, about 1230. Bristol Fire Department Chief Richard Hart said a 54-year-old man tripped, fell right onto the rebar. It was about one inch in diameter. About eight inches of the bar impaled the man in his lower torso. Okay, I, I'll be the dummy. I thought all of the horseshoe stakes were rebar. No. They're not? Well, they'd all no. be dangerous. Oh. No. This one just happened to be rebar instead of a smooth metal. Okay. Right. Firefighters were able to cut the bar and stabilize it for transport by LifeStar to Hartford Hospital. Uh, the man was conscious, alert, and oriented, and the injury was not life-threatening when they handed him off to EMS. Yeah, but now they got to pull the rod out of him. I suppose then pump him oh, full of antibiotics. Yeah, the docs would do that, right, at the yeah. hospital. Yeah. They get it taken care of. You can do it. You can get there. At, at least it wasn't in that uh, one area. 
Well, when it said torso, I got a little frightened. Because then he could have pulled it out himself. Yeah. Yeah, you, you definitely do not want that. Any, any hoodles. Any hoodles. Looks like uh, Florida's culture wars is leading to a battle royale for governors. Now we're just going to have governors yelling at each other too, All right. on top of everything else. Colorado Governor Jared Polis, a Democrat, led into Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, a Republican, yesterday over what Polis called Florida's authoritarian socialist attacks on the free market. DeSantis has been leading a culture war against some of America's most well-known organizations like Disney and Twitter over what he sees as their undue influence over society. On Tuesday, the Florida Republican gave a speech in which he announced his state, which is invested in Twitter via a pension fund, would look into holding accountable the board of directors of Twitter. Also said we're going to be looking at ways for the state of Florida that they can be holding the board of directors accountable for breaching a fiduciary duty. Polis, who has positioned himself as a centrist, commented on the clip, saying Florida's authoritarian socialist attacks on the private sector are driving businesses away. He also invited Disney and Twitter to come and build their corporations up in Colorado. Before entering politics, Polis was a successful businessman, amassing a large fortune during the early days of the Internet. As a member of Congress, was the only Democrat to join the House's Libertarian Liberty Caucus. On Tuesday, DeSantis also moved to end Disney's special status for its Florida theme parks. And uh, that move also, Apollos said, we'd be happy to grant Mickey and Minnie full asylum here in Colorado if they'd like to come build on the mountains. Really quick, before you move on, Joe. Yeah. Kenny, I just saw the photo you retweeted from Kevin Nagel. Yeah. Was this guy trying to take a left turn? Yeah, he, I don't know what he was doing, what but he the got hell? A, a guy, um, Chris is referring to a photo of a semi-truck, a student driver got tangled up on the guardrail catch fence um, <laughs> down at, uh, I think it's westbound 13 to 101 down you, in the Savage You got area. a pulse? Here's your Class A. <laughs> well, it's better than a few years ago when a student driver rolled his semi on the loop from northbound 35W oh, yes. to southbound 13. I remember tipped, that. And the instructor was in the seat next to him. Hmm. My God. Ooh. If you want to escape the noise of the John Height newscast, not that it's not that it's noisy <laughs> from John Height's standpoint, but the news uh, tends to uh, make it a noisy world. You can you can take respite from that at Giants Ridge. The legend and the quarry at Giants Ridge are the greatest value in Minnesota golf. You won't find two courses of this caliber such in such close proximity for the price. And between June 4 and August 29, you can play the legend and the quarry for one rate with lunch between rounds on them at the Wakuda Grill. It has one of the most uh, peaceful overlooks, scenic overlooks in all of northern Minnesota, the grill. Also a uh, mountain bike destination. But uh, Giants Ridge can put together group tournaments for you. Your family and your buddies come up with a group golf rate for you. Uh, look, at gas prices are going to kill us. Uh, inflation's not helping. People might reshape uh, their vacations they take this summer and maybe decide to stay within the perimeters of Minnesota. And I would recommend Giants Ridge because it's, it's, you don't even have to just golf. It's uh, nature. It's walking trails and hiking and, and uh, mountain biking and uh, I, I, there's a mountain bike camps for youth. It's just uh, it's a one-stop vacation destination, and it's absolutely beautiful with those unforgettable views of the Superior National Forest. Find out more about those uh, 3D course flyovers of the Legend and the Quarry at GiantsRidge.com. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. 
Joe Sussure. Close. Almost. Close. So, I know you've been thinking about it. You're not going to hurt anything by logging on to aimhighconstructionmn.com and get the old bid ball rolling with Chris and his crews for your project, even if it's a mythical project at this point. There's nothing going to harm you finding out what it's going to cost. Have Aim High run the numbers for you so you'll know. And then when third spring finally arrives, you can... Get the get going on the outdoor projects. Aim high. They can do virtually anything. Deck-related, roof, siding, windows, uh, throw on an addition, remodel. Hell, I have an idea. Tear down a perfectly good house and have aimhighconstructionmn.com build you a big, brand-new, fancy new one with all sorts of crazy amenities that you'll never need. Uh, so if you've been dreaming about upgrades around your place, the, there's nothing funny about that. Chris, I think it's a great idea. People do that. Um, whatever your dream is, bathroom, I kitchen. I don't know anybody who does that. Basement, siding, roofing. Just ask Marjorie. Deck, <laughs> patio, a big, small, indoor, out, new house, you name it. Uh, get a hold of Chris right now. Get that bid ball rolling. AimHighConstructionMN.com. We're going back to the John Hyde newsroom. Uh, there was apparently, uh, this is just breaking, a uh, police-involved shooting in Chisholm this morning. Uh, gunfire occurred around 7.20 in the 200 block of South Central Avenue. A man was killed. He was wanted for a recent felony that was committed in Morrison County, according to the St. Louis County Sheriff's Office. The Sheriff's Office in contact was made with the suspect, and an officer-involved shooting occurred. The man's identity has not yet been released. No members of law enforcement were injured during that encounter. All right. Only because they come to us all the way from, let's see where we are today. Uh, they're on board. They're back on the boat. Yesterday mm-hmm. they were in uh, por- uh, Portugal, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Well, they're crossing the Atlantic Ocean. Maybe they're coming back this way. On this day in 1836. 420, brah. Wisconsin Territory was established, extending westward to the Missouri River, including the area of present-day Minnesota. Two years later, the land went. Uh, the land west of the Mississippi River became part of the Iowa Territory. And on this day in 1891, we got Itasca State Park. It's uh, 32,000 acres, preserved more than 300 lakes, as well as the headwaters of the Mississippi River. Uh, and it was on this day in 1899, Minnesota passed the nation's first direct primary election law, which applied to candidates running for uh, city and county offices in counties with a population of 200,000 or more. At that time, only Hennepin County qualified. Wisconsin would be the first state to make statewide direct primaries the law in 1903, while Minnesota had drafted similar legislation applicable to city and county offices in 1901. The state's officers and U.S. senators would not be elected by direct direct primary until 1912. And on this day in 1949, April 20th, Jessica Lang was born in Cloquet. Didn't she live here for about six minutes, though? I think she was around. Still water. Hmm. In 1995, she won an Academy Award for Best Actress for her performance in the movie Blue Sky, Hmm. which I don't recall at all. Great actor, um, deeply, deeply into the mystery. Jessica is? Yeah. 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 Oh, I'm thinking of Jessica Biel. That's who I'm thinking of. 
God. Who was the chick who was in... Uh, she was born in Ely. Dirty Dancing. Jennifer Grey. And didn't she also have a really impressive role in Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, she was, she the, was sister. the sister. Mm -hmm. yep. Not that I follow celebrity news. Oh, come on. But I've often <laughs> found her intriguing and attractive. And there was a piece on her the other day where she hasn't been seen for ages because she went and got a nose job, and you can't yeah. even recognize her. She looks completely different. She's unrecognizable. This was See, news. I like a big beak on a gal. That didn't this, bother me. This was yes. news in 1995. Yes. What? A dirt alert from 1995 before yeah, my that, talk that even This happened existed. in 1995? Well, a long it, it time ago. A long time ago, Joe, that uh, she had the nose job. Sorry. Okay, that's my point. You heard about the Lindbergh baby, yeah. right? That's my point. You <laughs> haven't seen her in anything. She hasn't been working. Okay. Oh. All right. Um, mm -hmm. Will you have another update at the top of the hour? The Dirks. Nope, I'm never going to do this again either. And we're never having another contest for a grill. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm looking at Jessica Beal. Traeger Grill from right. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. Hey, can Thank I just you. email you? Boy, yeah. she looks totally different. Thank Holy you, GLers. Holy. Yes. Thank you very much. GLers, do us a favor. As long as you're online trying to email us uh, your ice out, not your ice out, but your opener. <laughs> what? I have an idea. Uh, I was good. not ashamed of our effort today on news from the Krabby Coffee Shop. <laughs> okay. We had some production values. Let's give it we a did. listen, shall we? Yeah. And you can listen to it via the PodMN app that you need to download for your smart device, where just by listening, you have the chance to win prizes. And you can see us on our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on our Garage Logic YouTube channel. So please subscribe if you wouldn't mind. We'll try this again tomorrow.